0: Now the time is just past 11.30 and I have great pleasure in handing over to my colleague Susan Ray who's resplendent in tartan from head to foot. I wonder why.
1: I don't know if you were listening last week at this time but I was brought in to preface a sort of Scottish comedy show. Well, here I am again introducing, in other words, The Bodgers. Bit of a surprise, really. I thought it was a one off, but apparently not. I'm told they've managed to cobble together another half hour of entertainment, and therefore they've dragged me in again in order to say, in a Scottish accent, in other words, the Bodgers.
2: Hi,
3: Um, listen, before we start tonight's show, there's always something that I've I've wanted to try out, okay? So if you just hang on a minute, okay? Pretty good, eh? Pretty radical. If I could just explain to you at home that I'm standing between the microphone and the audience. (laughs) Bit of a departure. (laughs) I mean, most groups, it's all done here, in front of the microphone. (laughs) Pathetic. (laughs)
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm sitting back here, way off mic. Wow, that is fantastic! (laughs) <laughs> when it comes to being radical, you can't get much more radical than this. Read <laughs> this! <laughs> <laughs> Baby, it's a terrible loss And I can't find the words to express <laughs> My passion Our lost passion, And baby, you've decided to go to him Cause I can't get my words to rim. <laughs> you never listened to the songs I sang. Cause you said my rhymes were wrong. So call me if you can. I'll be waiting by my telefan. <laughs> My life is one day so dull So pick up your phone and call (laughs) my number Do you remember? (laughs) So what's the point in singing this song When I always get my rhymes wrong <laughs> What's the point in singing this song when I always get my rhymes raw, raw, wrong Whoa, oh oh baby you decided To go to Heim, cause I can't get my words to rhyme. I would ask you to think again, cause I've found a way to make these words rhyme.
3: Monsieur Aurige, Monsieur Sneaky, and Monsieur Baskowski. Good day, Mr. Poirot. The game is over. Everything is clear in my mind. <laughs> I now know beyond a shadow of a doubt the name. Yes, yes. the name. Yes, the name. Yes, the name. Yes, of a dead man. <laughs> Mr. Poirot, aren't you going to tell us who killed him? I was just coming to that, Monsieur Boskovsky. I do indeed know the name of who killed Monsieur Rochefort. Perhaps, uh... Mr. Aurige, you also know the name of Monsieur Rochefort's killer. It is you, I see, cleverly disguised as a vacuum cleaner, <laughs> oovering your way up the stairs, unplugging yourself and shooting him. But that's ridiculous! Exactly, Monsieur Sneaky! <laughs> I would suspect a vacuum cleaner! <laughs> but I could
2: not have shot Monsieur Rochefort! Aha! Uh-huh. And why not? Because he was stabbed!
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's right, of course! Monsieur Rochefort was stabbed in the back! In the chest, actually! Oh, Monsieur
3: Bourouge, you are suddenly very knowledgeable! <laughs> About certain bits of Monsieur Rochefort's
0: body? How long have you
3: known that Monsieur Rochefort's chest was at the front and not at the back?
0: Well, it's Ah! So! Topics.
3: You have never met anyone with a chest at the back? Well, it just so happens that Monsieur Rochefort had a chest at the back of his cabin. He was stabbed through the back of a chest in the front of his back. <laughs> We cannot exclude Monsieur Rochefort himself from the investigations. But Monsieur Poirot is the victim. Exactly. Who would suspect a dead man of committing the murder? <laughs> if he did kill himself, he would almost certainly die. Equally, he would get clean away. <laughs> but I do not think that is the answer. Why not, Poirot? Because it's bloody ridiculous. That's why not. <laughs> It's not the only ridiculous thing around here. (laughs) 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 Oh, Mr Sneaky! Most amusing! What are we, some sort of uh, stand-up comic? Hello, hello, right, thanks, thanks very much, God bless, thank you. Thank you so very much indeed, okay, thank you. Um, A terribly funny thing happened to me on the way here tonight. Um, I left my flat and um, I walked down the street and um, I got on a (laughs) tube. Yeah, laugh if you like, (laughs) laugh if you like. And um, I got the tube to Piccadilly. I got off with Piccadilly. I walked down Norwegian Street. And I ended up in the Paris studio. Why does that always happen to me? (laughs) And and marathon bars, right? Marathon bars. Why is it that whenever you go into a shop and you walk up to the counter and you say, can I have a marathon bar? The person behind the counter gives you a marathon bar. (laughs) I mean, what's going on? Do you know what I think, right? Do you know what I think, right? I think, like, somewhere in Britain, There's a factory that
1: makes marathon bars. Right?
3: But how do they get how do they get from the factory to the shops? I mean does a does a big lorry come and pick them up? Are they they distributed through retailers? Is that it? Is it a conspiracy? Is there someone out there making sure that every time I ask for a marathon bar, I get one? And the loony on the bus! Why is it whenever you get on the bus or the tube? The loony always parks himself right next to you. Have you noticed that? The loony always sits down right beside you. Have you noticed that? No. (laughs) Right, John, we've got a new brief. What is it? Well, it's from Glasgow District Council. They want us to promote them. Where to? Well, (laughs) just generally. Well, first of all, let's try and get some slogans. Okay, okay, slogans. Um, Slogans, yeah. Uh, Okay, what about... What about Glasgow's... good? <laughs> yeah, yeah, possible. Or Glasgow's really good for some things and not so good for others. No, 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 no. no. Just, just Glasgow's really good for some things or for the things it's really good for. Everyone loves Glasgow. Everyone in Glasgow loves Glasgow. Apart from some folk. <laughs> Just simple Glasgow. Glasgow? Yeah. Just plain old Glasgow. Just. Plain. Old. Glasgow! (laughs) No, 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 no. no, Not just plain old Glasgow. Just plain old Glasgow. Nah. Now look, John. We need something miles better than that. That's it! What? You've just said it. Glasgow's miles better than that! (laughs) (laughs) Than what? Glasgow's miles better than what? No, I don't <laughs> I tell you what, what about Glasgow's Miles Better? On its own? Yeah, and we could read it different ways. Like, Glas uh, Glasgowzmily is better.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or
3: Glasgowzmily better. Right, okay. OK. We'll try them with Glasgow's Miles Better. But they'd never go for a heap of crap like that, would they? <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, John. We're never going to get this brief finished in time. How about if I read you a brief I wrote recently for another campaign? Gosh, what an extraordinarily competent link. Well, welcome to Hamden Park, where tonight we have the match of the season between Scotland and England. The commentators are David Davidson for England and Archie Archerson for Scotland. England have again pla- <coughs> <laughs> Well, um, sorry to interrupt. <laughs> this is... Um, all a bit embarrassing, really. <laughs> um, the thing is, uh, that sketch didn't didn't quite make it. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, the audience didn't laugh once. <laughs> I mean, bad luck more than anything. Of course, yes. It. I mean, nothing
2: to do with the sketch.
3: <laughs> so we we cut it out. Um, hope you don't mind. It was pretty crass, wasn't
2: it? Oh, shut up, Gordy. So anyway, um, we've got to uh, fill in this gap.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's uh, <laughs>
2: there's only about a minute to go. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> Does anyone uh, fancy a game of
0: backgammon? <laughs> no. Yeah.
3: Nice. Yeah, Thanks, John. You know, we could have saved that sketch. I mean, maybe we should have asked Alan to dub on some
2: laughter no. just on top. You mean really? canned laughter?
3: I would like to do that. Yeah, no. I mean, are you allowed to do then? Anyway no, I think so. I mean, I don't see why not. Yeah, but Alan wouldn't. do it. I mean, no. not Alan. No, well, he wouldn't use it. Well, I think he's
2: quite right. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I mean, I don't think people should have to be persuaded to watch Yeah. I mean, I, I personally find it off putting anyway. Uh. <laughs> well, that's that's just about time up. Are you sure nobody wants to game a bat gun?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: okay, right. That's it. We've made it. That's the minute up now. <laughs> right, well, I hope the next bit goes better. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, sir, we don't sell leopards. No, 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 it's a leotard I want. <laughs> oh, yes, sorry, sorry, I thought it said leopard. Oh, no. Funny, isn't it, you know, how, how one letter can make such a big difference? <laughs> uh, excuse, excuse me, uh, could I have the times, please? Uh, if you don't mind, sir, I am serving this gentleman. No, you're not. You're just chatting. Well, it's all part of the service. Yes, yes, it is, most odd. Yes, I mean, leopard and leotard are virtually the same word, except for a P. Or a tea, you know, depending on which way you look at it. But yet, they're entirely different entities, aren't they? I mean, you don't go to the zoo to look at the leotards, do you?
0: <laughs> no, no you
3: don't. Huh? I mean, do you realise that, that do not feed the leotards <laughs> is one of the least used phrases in the English language? <laughs> As is, look out, it's a leotard. Yeah. <laughs> a leotard never changes its spots. Well, exactly, exactly. And conversely, aerobics, and of this I am certain, would never have become so popular if you'd had to dance inside a leopard.
0: (laughs) Leotard, yes.
3: Leopard, no. You know, it's a bit like contraception. Excuse me? Could I possibly... Be be extremely rude, yes, you are. (laughs) Sorry. Not at all. Not to your fault I'm impersonating John Please. No, you were saying... um, (laughs) A bit like contraception. Oh, yes, oh, yes. There's lots of different methods these days. Like what? Well, there's, uh... There's your diagram. (laughs) Yeah, you can refer to a diagram. Or simply put on a cap. A cap? Yeah, pop a cap on your bonce. No danger. (laughs) Or a sheet, apparently. (laughs) You wrap yourself in a sheet, entirely safe. (laughs) I just just didn't realise. Oh, yes, yes, yes. There's some sort of rhyming method. I don't know what it is. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
3: It's funny you should say that because I remember once I was, I was talking to a man who was sitting in a wheelchair. <laughs> What's that? Well, it's, it's a mobile chair for invalids. No, that bang. I know. I was just doing a little comic disassociation. What is that? Well, it's a kind of joke where you lead the audience into believing that you're, into believing that you're answering a subsequent question when in fact you're answering the initial question. Oh, I see, like an airplane. What is that? Well, it's a big thing that
0: flies. (laughs) Or
3: it's a film by the Zucker Brothers. Look, I have been standing here for three minutes and I can tell you that I am not satisfied. (laughs)
0: There
3: remains Baskovsky, the Russian Revolutionary. Where does he come in? Why did he board the train at Strasbourg? Did he not want anyone to see out of the
0: windows? (laughs) So,
1: So,
3: I ponder these questions, and as I ponder these questions, the same thought kept coming back to me. I don't know the answer to these questions. (laughs) In that case, Borrow, am I free to go? Certainly not. Is it not the case that you studied the art of the contortionist at the Sorbonne? You could have crawled through the air vent. Only three inches wide, oui, but to you, a gaping hole.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and then, suddenly, I remembered I was still waiting in the shop to be
0: served. <laughs> yes,
3: sir. Can I get served now? Certainly, sir. Good. Just as soon as I've watched this program on TV. Good evening and welcome to Crime Desk. <laughs> First off this week on Crime Desk is the report of the theft of 3,000 viral pen refills from a factory in Pollock Shields. These items are entirely useless on their own. Three hoodlums wearing brown anoraks were sighted tearing away from the factory, shouting, We've got the refills. (laughs) Police believe these men may be involved. (laughs) On a happier note, it is my pleasant duty to inform you that Mrs. Frobisher of Pollock Shields has been reunited with her kettle, which disappeared some two weeks ago. It turned up, of all places, in the cupboard where she keeps her kettle. (laughs) And police are no longer looking for the elderly Torag wearing the brown anorak who was sighted in Mrs. Frobisher's living room, as he has in fact turned out to be Mr. Frobisher. We now turn our attention to the particularly distressing theft some two weeks ago of Pollock Shields. <laughs> As you may know, Pollock Shields was last seen on Thursday night wearing a large brown anorak.
0: <laughs>
3: but by Friday morning, it had disappeared. Eyewitness, Mrs. Mary McCrutch, and said, It was quite remarkable. One minute I was walking all over the top of it, the next, it had simply vanished.
0: <laughs> and
3: customs officials have been alerted and asked to intercept any area of Glasgow found trying to leave the country. <laughs> Well, that's all we have time for on Crime Desk this evening. If you have any information regarding any of these crimes, would you please call us on three one three three six four seven eight three two one oh four six one oh nine nine? Or if you live outside Pollock Sheelns <laughs> one two three one three three six four
0: seven eight three two one oh
3: four six one oh oh nine nine. Good night. you ready now then, are you? Yes sir. Could I have the Times, please? The Times, right. Here it is. And there's your Times Spot the News cash bingo card. Is this something new? Oh, yes, it's very simple. You see, you take a coin and you rub out the squares, and if you get three identical symbols, you win a prize. Oh, thanks very much. And uh, 20 embassy tipped, please. Certainly, sir. Uh, that's £1.25 plus 22 for the Times is one forty-seven. And there's your cigarettes plus the bingo card. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I've just won 50p. <coughs> on the Times Cash Bingo. Uh, do I collect that from you? Yes, it's only 50p, so I'll, I'll take it off the 147, shall I? So that's a 97 pence, please. Right. And a Mars bar, please. Certainly, sir. A Mars a day helps you work, rest and play bingo. <laughs> so there we are, there's the Mars bar plus the Mars Bingo card. Now that's 97 plus 18 is one pound 15 pence, please. <laughs> um, I've just want a pound. <laughs> yes, yes, well done. Right, so uh, I'll take the pound off the 115, so that's 15 pence, please. And a packet of crisps, please. Certainly, sir. What flavour? A roast bingo, please. (laughs) Right, there's the crisps. That's 15 plus 13 is 28 pence, please. Uh, less the five pounds I've just won on the Mars bar spot the chocolate cash, bingo. Uh, Which means that you now owe me £4.72. And a penny too, please. Right. There's your penny chew, and this comes in with our own shop-local bingo. So good luck.
0: <laughs> now then, that's
3: 4 72 IOU, less the penny for the penny chew is four seventy one. So that's £1, £2, £3, £4 and 71 pence. Plus the shop. <laughs> I'm sorry? I've just won the shop. Well good, uh, delighted for you. Thanks very much. Well, if you want to come round, uh, there's the keys. Uh, there's a kettle in the back of the shop if you want to make a cup of tea. Uh, I normally open around nine, close around six. That sort of thing. <laughs> right. Um, is there anything I can get you? Well, uh, perhaps a daily mail. Oh, I'm sorry. We appear to be sold out at the moment. Uh, you might try the garage down the road, though. Why do they sell newspapers? No, but they sell cars. It's yes, what I want—a newspaper. Well, when you buy a car, you get a chance to win one. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so,
3: <laughs> who killed Monsieur Rochefort? Who could commit such a dastardly crime? I tell you, gentlemen, I do indeed know the name of Monsieur Rochefort's killer. What is more, the killer is in fact in this
0: room. <laughs> the killer
3: is now out of the room. <laughs> in! Out, in, out, in, in, in.
2: Oui, c'est moi. But, Monsieur Poirot, you have no
3: motive. Of course I have a motive. Do you not know it normally takes me three weeks to solve the average mystery? And this one, I solve in three days. Saving the next 18 days, which I'm not going to spend on vacation with Bertha, the Belgian blonde buncher. Good day. Murray, you know, Gordon must be the most boring person I've ever met. <laughs> well, no, you are, actually, John. Oh, Murray, there's no reason to get so discombobulated. Ooh, what an awfully big word, you smuck. There's no reason to embroil me in opprobrium.
0: probrium. <laughs>
3: Opproprium? And invective? Look, I suppose you think you're being smart. Well, you're not. Right? Lascivious, salacious, quig, maleri. Oh, God, you're such a dipnosophist. What? (laughs) (laughs) Ha-ha, smarty-pants. Dipnosophist. There's no such word. I know all the big words and there's no such word. (laughs) who do you think you are? Dr Rosie? Well, basically, intrinsically, principally, reflectively, subjectively, essentially, substantially. Yes, affirmative, correct, in agreement. That's a very old joke. No, it isn't. Listen. Old joke. Fact. Enid Blyton. Fiction. Evita. Musical. The Moon's a Balloon. Autobiography. Brush. Household implement. Cornflakes. Breakfast cereal. Arsenal. Football team. Pronoun. (sighs) Magic. I mean, it's ridiculous, Pete, isn't it? I mean, just because Murray and John write the show, I mean, they think they can do all the wacky conversation pieces in front of the audience, Pete. I mean, why can't we? We're good enough. We have interesting, enjoyable discussions. Don't we, Pete? Yeah. Yeah, of course we do, Pete. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people would listen to us. Yeah, I mean they're just selfish. That's all. Yeah, I know. I mean, that, that's what's wrong with Murray and John. Yeah, they're right. They're just selfish. Yeah, that's their problem. Yeah, selfishness. Yeah, absolutely selfishness. I know. That's their problem.
2: Yeah.
3: I mean, you know, they never give anyone else a chance. Yeah. They just hog it all to themselves. Yeah. I mean, I mean, even if we did get a chance to have a conversation in front of the audience, I mean, Murray and John and. Alan, they would gang up and they'd just cut us off, they'd just fade us into
0: silence. Adjective,
3: adjective, adjective. Shut up! Order! No! Refusal! Phone ringing! Sound effect! (laughs) Uh, Directory inquiries. which town
2: please? Inverness. Inverness, hold on.
3: Murray, Murray! We've got an Inverness. Inverness? Yeah, look, somebody must have been there. Uh... (laughs) Yeah, Gordy. Yeah, Gordy. Gordy! We've got an Inverness. Inverness? Uh, Name, please. Harris. Harris, hold on, caller. Harris, Inverness. Harris. (laughs) Harris,
0: Inverness. (laughs) Look,
3: John, flick the pages at the receiver. Okay. Uh, First name, caller. Uh, Sally. Sally, hold on.
2: Sally Harris, Inverness. I know a Sally Harrison.
3: That's Inverness 8001. Uh, Did you say Sally Harrison? That's Inverness 8001.
2: Not Harrison. Harris.
3: Hold on, caller.
2: No, it's Harris. Damn.
3: <laughs> Wait a minute, Sally Harris. That's Trevor Johnson's cousin, isn't it? Right, stall him. Address, uh, sixty-four High Street. Sixty-four High Street. Thank you. Sixty-four High Street. Yeah, that's Trevor's cousin. Let's now phone Trevor, okay? Okay.
0: <laughs> John,
3: keep stalling him. But I've asked him all the usual questions. Well, ask him some unusual questions. <laughs> like what? Look, just do it. Um. Uh, what colour of eyes do you have, Collar? Pardon? Uh, what colour of eyes do you have, Collar? Blue. <laughs> well, that's funny because they sound green. <laughs> well, actually, um, some people think they are green. Well, well I can understand that, Collar. Hold on, would you please? Oh, that was marvellous. I'm oh, terribly sorry. Terribly yeah. <laughs> Has anyone got Trevor's number? No. no. Look, is there any chance of finding of out. Of course, that... of course. My eyes are brown. Yes! Oh, hi, Trevor. It's, Tri- it's Trevor Johnson. Trevor, how are you? Nice to hear from you. Listen, uh, how's that old cousin of yours? Oh, you you.
2: Look, I've told you the name and the address. Now, I wonder if there's any chance of finding out the phone number. Uh, certainly, call her. I've just found it. Good. No, we
3: haven't. I've just lost it again, caller. Hold on, <laughs> would you please? <laughs> right, I've got the number. It's 1237, but you won't get her there because she's on holiday in Rome, Hotel Arano. Ah... Uh. Wait a minute. I was on holiday there last year. Well, what's the phone number? I'm not sure, but I think it's in my dairy. (laughs)
0: Is
3: is that another typing error? No, I've just got a very accommodating cow. (laughs) Uh, The number's Inverness 1237. 1237. Yes, but you may not get her there, caller. I've got it. I found it. The number's Rome 876- Seven eight. Well,
2: how exactly do you
3: know? Uh, she may be on holiday in Rome, Hotel Arenal. <laughs>
2: <laughs> ah, that's right. She did say she was going on holiday. Oh well, never mind. Thanks for trying. Uh,
3: not at all, caller. If you'd like to catch her in Rome, the number is Rome eight seven
2: six seven eight. Oh, huh. thanks very much.
1: What a terrific service! Oh. <sighs> so there it was, the Bodgers. They were, if you're interested, John, Murray, Pete and Gordon. The first two wrote it, the third one scored it, the fourth one was in it and Alan Nixon produced it. Can I just say that I'm not totally Scottish? There is a long line of various other nationalities in my family. Really, I just sound Scottish. just wanted to make that quite clear.
0: Well, do you know, Susan, I always knew you were an imposter. The accent certainly had me fooled, though. But uh, I do like the kilt. It uh, does add an air of authenticity. And, of course, the Bodgers will be back at the same time next Saturday evening with their particular brand of Scottish humour.